0: Hello and welcome to the world famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. And if you want to be a part of the show, you could always contact me on any of the contact links in the description of this fine program, or you can call that listener hotline 303 832. 0217, since this is usually a quiet time for people listening to podcasts in general. I went way back into the archives to episode number 103 in December of 2018 when Joseph Peters was still co-hosting the show with me to bring you this interview with photographer Tony Bynum. Now, every state has its own highest point and its own highest road. Well, here in Colorado, the highest point is the top of Mount Elbert at 14,440 feet. And the highest road is on Mount Evans at 14,130 feet. In fact, the road to the top of Mount Evans is the highest paved road in North America. And the view from both spots, quite lovely as I've hiked them both. But only the Mount Evans Scenic Byway has been ranked in the top 10 of roads with the most breathtaking view by outdoor photographer, hunter, and conservationist, Tony Bynum. In fact, Tony ranked Mount Evans Road as the second best road in the United States with the most scenic view. To talk about this list is photographer Tony Bynum. Tony, thanks so much for making the time to be here on the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. Yeah, well, it's, uh, happy to be here. Thank you for um, for allowing me to have this conversation Yeah, definitely, because you're a man who was well-traveled in the backcountry uh, as an avid hunter. It was tough, though, I'll bet for you to, instead of hunt wild game, to hunt for scenic highway views from a car rather than hiking in the open range.
1: Yeah, well, there's no doubt. And Colorado has its share of fantastic vistas, there's no doubt. Um, I'm actually just coming back from Kyrgyzstan, where I was in the mountains there, and the Tianjin Mountains uh, on the border of China and Kyrgyzstan, and so... Um, you know, mountains are part of my lifestyle, and and the the mountains of Colorado, again, are just fantastic. Um, You know, I think Mount Evans, um, for me, um, as maybe opposed to Pikes Peak, which I would never discourage anyone from visiting, but, you know, Mount Evans um, is, is, to me, less of sort of a destination. For me, when I went to Pikes Peak, and I've been there a couple of times, it just felt like I was driving to the end of this road to Say I'd been to the top of Pikes Peak and to look around and when I went to Mount Evans though it felt like a more of a total experience where you're driving the road there's wildlife to see there there's a couple of lakes up there um, so for me it was sort of like if I was gonna have this real overall mountain experience in in, uh, in Colorado I would choose uh, Mount Evans just because of its the, it's it's a more deeper broader experience and i never felt really like i was trying to get to the end of the road whereas on pipes peak it's sort of well known for car races and you know excursions and you almost just want to go to the end of the road and i'm kind of more of a slower guy so i kind of like to pick my way up these trails
0: well, and it's, it's a lot like when you go up to the top of Mount Evans, I mean, there's a small parking lot up there, and there's that little observatory for the university. But when you go to Pikes Peak, I mean, there's a train up there. There's a house, there's a hut. I mean, there's like a, 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 it's a gift shop and a little restaurant yeah. up there, so it feels like it's a whole different experience.
1: That's absolutely right. And, again, I would never discourage anybody. I mean, there's there are very few places anywhere in the world where you can go to 14,000 feet on, in a car. So, you know, the whole experience of getting uh, at that elevation um, in a car is pretty remarkable in and of itself. And so the views are spectacular. You know, the the downside to all of it, if there is one, is that it's pretty seasonal. You know, those roads, uh, we get a lot of snow in the west and in the Rocky Mountains. And so um, that can tend to be a challenge in the wintertime. And and so whereas opposed to maybe some other high roads in North America, in particular in the lower 48, you've got to plan accordingly. Uh, you got to go in the summer, late spring, early, early fall for the most part um, so that you're not um, uh, discouraged by the snow.
0: Right. But, you know, so a lot of people, at least here in Colorado, will hike those mountains even in the wintertime during the snow season because the top of those mountains do offer a different scenic view. Uh, I guess some might say it's a more spectacular scenic view in the wintertime than it does even in the summertime.
1: Yeah, and, and and I have not been to either of those locations in the wintertime. Um, I have been, like I said, I, I just came back from Kyrgyzstan and we were at 13,000, 14,000 feet on horses and on foot, but uh, hiking at that altitude or elevation too is is a little bit different. I mean, th- th- no matter what, they're great experiences, though. If you can get out and hike around and be out, out in the outdoors at that elevation with those views, I recommend it to anybody who's uh, up for a bit of a challenge.
2: Now, t- Tony, you got to answer me this. How did Alaska beat out Colorado? I've been to Mount Evans. I haven't been to the road mentioned in Alaska, but I can't imagine how anything would top Mount Evans.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, that's it's, it's personal, I think, a personal
2: preference. You know, I,
1: I just feel like having been to Alaska a dozen times and spent time in the backcountry and, and Denali and, and up north, I, I feel like um, the remoteness of it, the feeling of sort of being away from, you know, um, I don't know, just civilization itself. And so the views are spectacular, and it doesn't stop. You know, I think, I think some of the difference between, say, Alaska and, and the lower 48 in Colorado is once you're, once you're up that far north, um, the the height of the road is much less. So if you're at, say, 5,000 or 6,000 feet in Alaska, um, you're already sort of at this alpine level, whereas in the United States, the lower 48, you've got to get much higher to get out of the tree. And so for Alaska, you're just above the tree line, um, and to me, the, it's just spectacular to see the breadth of the landscape. Um, while it is a little different, obviously, than Colorado, I just feel like being in Alaska is unmatched uh, anywhere that I can recall in the United States. And so it's a separate thing, though. It's almost, they're not really apples and oranges in a sense, but, you know, going to Alaska is a whole other adventure. And and so for me, just that remoteness and the feeling of sort of being by yourself is, is pretty awesome.
0: I imagine it would be much of the same for... Uh, when you went to Wyoming, where the Beartooth Highway comes in at number three, that's a pretty remote part up by uh, Yellowstone, and it's almost, I guess, on the state line of Wyoming and and Montana, so that's a pretty remote spot, too.
1: Yeah, and, and the neat thing about that drive, too, is just, just the drive itself is pretty spectacular, coming out of Montana and heading into Wyoming over Beartooth. Um, you know, again, you can drive to these places that you've seen in pictures that are just so spectacular, and... You know, if you're if you're not a hiker, if you're not somebody who gets out and, you know, wants to really beat the brush, you can't beat that uh trip either. And there's lots of little hiking that can be done off Beartooth. There's lots of trails off there, there's little lakes and ponds and you know, it, it can get a little busy in the summertime as well. Uh most of these places are only open in the summertime and so you do have to deal with some traffic and maybe some people, but um, dress warm. I mean, it doesn't matter on, on any of these roads. You could be there in August and be in a snowstorm. I, I was in, uh, I was in the, uh, the Beartooth country just two years ago in, in, at the end of August, and there was five inches of snow. So you can get caught in snow anytime and make sure and prepare if you're going out.
0: Yeah, I know. I was hiking up a couple of 14ers here in Colorado. This was years and years ago. It was in the middle of July. And here comes a little snowstorm that, <laughs> that blows right through. We're speaking with outdoor photographer Tony Bynum about his list of the top highest roads with the most scenic views. Tony, uh, how many of these roads overall, how many of these roads did you visit before coming up with the top 10?
1: Well, I must admit, there is one on the list that I didn't visit, and it is the, uh, the one in Hawaii. Uh, I was given sort of a ranking, a whole bunch of these, and I just chose the ones that I knew I had been to and I had looked at. My preference has always been for the massive, wide, high alpine views of the west, and so you'll notice in the list there, there are a number of, of other locations out east, New Hampshire, Tennessee, you know, West Virginia... Georgia they all offer remarkable views but like for me I'm into clean fresh cold air Um, generally those views out east are they tend to be a little bit um, tougher to get when you've got different air quality situations going on so chances are if you're out west and you go to these higher uh, locations you're going to get a much better view simply because the air quality is a lot better Um, there's less atmosphere uh, there's less Gust and that sort of thing in the air to sort of block your views.
0: Yeah, the first Eastern U.S. place on the list is the road to the top of Mount Washington. There in New Hampshire, it's a it's a place that consistently has some of the most horrible weather in the country. I think they still hold the record for one of the coldest and yep. windiest places on Earth. So how was it? I, how was it there when, when you were there?
1: Yeah, I was there um, a number of years ago, back probably in about two. Let's see, two thousand one, I think it was. Now I was there, and I was skiing around New Hampshire and just checking things out. And and I'd gone back later just because I wanted to see what it really looked like. And I felt, fortunately for me, maybe the weather wasn't quite so drastic. But I have heard. I, I think I hear more stories about how crazy the weather is on, uh, uh, on that particular spot, Mount Washington, than any place else, even though I know, you know, being actually from East Glacier Park, Montana, where uh, the wind blows 100 miles an hour every winter, um, you know, I'm still taken back. I kind of wish I would have been able to see the wind in that spot, but I wasn't able to. Um, I still feel like, again, the view there, the, that part of the world, if you like, you know, hardwood trees and big forests, I mean, it's hard to beat that part of the world.
2: Well, and you're talking about my old hometown. I I grew up about 45 minutes from Mount Washington. I went up the Cog Railway a bunch of times as a child. And it's kind of, um, I wouldn't quite compare it to Pike's Peak in terms of how built out it is. But what you mentioned about Pike's Peak, how at the top you get to the gift shop and all that other stuff. And it feels a little bit more commercialized. I always kind of felt that way about Mount Washington as well. Is that they really peg to that reputation as this windy, monstrous sort of weather location but also a place with beautiful views and turn it into the tourist attraction in that area
1: yeah well let's face it i mean the population's much different right there's a yep. lot of people back there and and if you can't travel to the west or do a big trip um you know i still would recommend somebody trying to go that far that's it's pretty easy to get to you know there's a big population lots of people and so while i encourage everyone to come to colorado and you know travel those roads if you can't make it out, you know, head up there and get cold and wet and maybe get snowed on because that whole experience is fun.
0: I On the list, on the last uh, three on the list at number 8, 9, and 10 are some roads in Tennessee, West Virginia, and Georgia. I see that the road, that the highest point uh, in Florida did not make the list um, I've seen that only from Google Earth and it's pretty much just a bunch of trees and a marker that says this is the highest point in Florida along this road. Are there some of these areas that you wish that you could have seen but you just haven't yet?
1: Um, I, you know, I'm pretty good actually. I've traveled to all, <clears throat> I've traveled to every state except Hawaii and um, I I'm sort of feel like I've done what I can to see these places and I, uh, again, you know, for, for me, I'm a Westerner, so I just my heart's in the West. And when I go East, I sort of have to change my sort of mentality a little bit and accept the fact that you just aren't going to have the breadth of vistas. I mean, and it's a little bit of a challenge even. Like, for example, in West Virginia uh, and Georgia, you really have to pay attention to views because they're harder to find. And so while you're traveling on these roads, I catch myself always trying to, figure out where can I go to see the most uh, expanse and broad view it, because there's so many trees. So, you know, again, I, I've talked to people from the East who come to Montana and I, I talked to one lady one time, I was in actress in New York, uh, and she said, well, I'm never going back to Montana again. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because I felt like I was going to fall over. <laughs> uh, and and then I was, she was serious about that. And so, Again, it's just people's preference, and for me, I just love to sort of be in the wide open space where I can see stuff. Uh, I'm not really into being in the brush, and you know, my family lives in Washington State where there's trees everywhere. And I, you know, North Cascades was on here on this list because you know I spent a month um, hiking across the, the North Cascades a number of years ago, and just the most some of the most beautiful places I've ever been is in the North Cascades Highway area that region of washington state is just spectacular as well
2: tony is there like a job application i can fill out to do what you do i think all of our listeners myself included are listening to this saying to themselves how do i get that job driving around hiking all the time taking beautiful pictures of of views i mean how did you end up in this position what advice would you give to people who maybe want to follow a similar path
1: yeah um it's it's a great question and and i have to admit uh, i i feel like maybe it's the internet maybe it's uh Maybe it's the digital world we live in today, but I feel like more people are getting out nowadays, and I'm not sure why that is, if it's just this allure about taking photographs or if it's all the the outdoor recreation that, you know, has been in the news over the last few years and public lands and these kind of things, but um, I feel like people are finding very unique ways to be outdoors, you know, I've always been an outdoors guy, and so You know, clear back from, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember Marty Stauffer, but um, he lives in Colorado now. Uh, He still kicks around. He he had a fantastic TV show um, called Wild America. And when I was a kid, I used to watch that. And that turned me on to the opportunity maybe of being some professional in the outdoors. And so that just got me sort of looking at what could I do to be outside all the time and you know, there are lots of trade-offs, don't get me wrong. I mean, it sounds fantastic, and, and in some ways it is, but the trade-offs are enormous. You, you don't sleep a lot, you have to travel a whole bunch, you drive. You know, there were years I was putting forty to 50,000 miles on a vehicle. Um, just do the math on how much that costs. Uh, so, you know, the trade-offs are, are, are big, but, you know, there's, you only get one life, you know, and I kind of wanted to see everything I could, and now I, like I said, i I just got back from uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan and seeing those mountains and how they compare to the rest of the world. And I've been to South America and Africa and New Zealand and all the mountains, the big mountain ranges I could get to. And, you know, I still come back to the United States, and I feel like we've got everything you could ever want. If you never left this continent, um, you know, I don't feel like you'd be missing a whole lot. As as cool as cultures are around the world, um, North America is just unbeatable in my view.
0: We're speaking with outdoor photographer Tony Bynum about his list of the top highest roads with the most scenic views. Tony, for a guy like you, as you just mentioned you, you mean you're you're well traveled. It's easy for you to get in and out of the back country. It's really no big deal at this point in your life. but for many people, even though they are budding photographers they're they're really not able, maybe even physically to do the sort of things that you're able to do I think you're a list might actually give some of the people, especially people maybe with more health concerns, a chance to see maybe a part of their state that they haven't been able to physically see yet and still see something spectacular.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I, would, I would always, I will comment, I think it's important to recognize some of these higher elevations. Uh, you know, be prepared. They're, this is uh, just, just the physicality, even of being in a vehicle going to 14,000 feet, is very challenging on your body. Um, so, uh, again, I, I, I would caution people. When you, if you go that high, you just have to be prepared to, to deal with a little bit less oxygen. But as far as, you know, anything under six, 5, 6 000, you're pretty okay. And, like, you know, take it on as a challenge. Set the destination and drive there. Take your kids. I mean, that, to me, if you can take a, a child out uh, to some of these places, it, it does have a, a way of sort of changing their view of the world. And so um, I encourage people to take their children or a friend some somewhere, you know, where you can see a lot of this country and actually, you know, experience um, some wild areas still, even in, these, even in these denser populated states. I mean, these places are still, it still feels like you're out in the bush, even though you're in a state that has 10 million people. I mean, it's, it's fantastic.
0: It is fantastic. I took my uncle up to the top of Mount Evans one time, uh, and he, he's not very good with heights, uh, so he wasn't very good with the road because you know there are some areas of that road that are are pretty steep, um, and so he he had a little bit of a trouble with that. But then he gets up there and he and he can't believe it. I, I was gonna take him on that road between Central City and Idaho Springs called Oh My God Road, but just the name of it freaked him out too much.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you could throw you could throw Glacier National Park into that. I mean, that the going to the Sun Road, you know, and I I didn't put that on the list just. Um, I felt like I, it would have been too partial for me. I live in Montana, that's where I'm from, and I, I just feel like, you know, it, it is
0: a beautiful place, but it's the same kind of thing, you know. You really sort of, the pucker factor goes way up when you're on those kind of roads. <laughs> you're not kidding. Tony, we thank you so for your time. Where can people find your photographs if they're interested in seeing all the uh, great things that you've seen?
1: Well, I do have a website, it's com. but, you know, Google is so good nowadays that if you typed in just my name, Tony Bynum, uh, in a Google search and went to images, you'd see just probably a big cross-section of everything I do from, you know, hunting to individuals to people to environment to, I do a lot of photojournalism as well, and I tend to really gravitate towards stories about the outdoors and, and, you know, people doing things outside. Um, I I wouldn't say I'm sort of this uh, ultra-adventure kind of photographer guy. You're not going to see a lot of the, you know, some of the crazy stuff people do today. And and it's just amazing, though. I mean, people with cameras today are doing things that 10, 15, 20 years ago, nobody was seeing. I mean, that's what's awesome about it, too, is that it's just incredible the skills people have, the, the, the length they're willing to go to get fantastic images. But get online and and type in some stuff in Google, and man, you can really find some pretty incredible stuff.
0: But that also makes some people do stupid things, like taking selfies <laughs> on the top of waterfalls and then falling off. Yolo. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In
1: fact, I think there was some some guys from uh, Canada just. Uh, there were the guys in They went to Yellowstone a few years ago and got in trouble for walking in the the hot springs ponds and such there. And I think they were doing some wing walking on an airplane and actually died. So you got to be a little smarter about some of those things you know I don't I don't recommend wing walking <laughs> I uh, don't either
0: <laughs> yeah great all right Tony well thank you so much for your time thanks for joining us here on the driving your crazy podcast you bet thanks guys I'm telling you that was great I could talk to him all day well I've seen people map out routes it, it, nothing like like what he did but I, I've seen people map out routes that'll take them to all the 50 states or to let's say roadside attractions in all the 50 st- states. I-, I think I would do that trip, is to see all the different roadside attractions. But visiting all the highest roads in each state, I think that would be a pretty cool trip too. Uh, but I think I'll put that on the bucket list. Um, I could check off Colorado. I've been to other you know, states. I to—I guess I've been to I-, I guess I've been to about, I don't know, 38, 39 states, something like that. But I haven't been to the highest places in all those states. But it would be a neat accomplishment, right? Uh, since this is the last episode of 2022, let me wish you a happy new year. And all the best for a successful and healthy 2023. I already have some interesting guests lined up for the next few episodes, so stay tuned right here for the best in transportation broadcasting. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, The Traffic Guy. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring.